I need your help uh, just for a minute here as uh, I want you to see if you can figure this out with me. There was a scenario that uh, a husband didn't understand. He was wondering why his relationship with his wife was struggling. So I, I want you to, to look at this and see if you can possibly help, help us understand why he may be struggling here. He said for Valentine's Day, just happened a little bit ago, his wife, he gave her a rose, two bucks. His secretary that helped so much at his work, he got her a dozen roses. His wife, he got her five bucks of chocolates. His secretary, $25. His wife, he got her a $30 necklace. His secretary, a $100 necklace. He's like, I don't know why my wife and I are struggling so much. Because <laughs> he's a fool. Um, so what I want us to think about is there's a book by James A. Smith called You Are What You Love. So if you think about who or what do you think about most often, who or what makes your heart truly excited? Who or what do you spend your time and energy and money on. You see, ultimately, our money is an indicator. It helps point us to what we love. And so if I was a bystander and just kind of looking back and I would say, hmm, just based upon the money, um, because the gifts are basically the same, you know, a rose, a rose, a chocolate, chocolate, a necklace, and a necklace. You're like, the, the gifts are the same, but it's the amount of money. So could that show where my love is at? You see, where we put our money is an indicator of what we truly love. And just as a reminder, Reggie just got through bringing this up, is number one, everything is already God's. You know, that is something that, that we continue to struggle with is that, man, my money, this is my money. And to give where we're, we kind of we hold on to it. And I don't know how you guys do your bills, but you're like, this is my money. That's your money. And we do that with God. You know, we're like, God, here's your little bit, but this is mine. It is all his. And if we don't understand that, then we have been deceived by the evil one already. It is all his, every bit of it. Uh, so that's the first thing. We are just house managers. He has entrusted this money to us to take care of it as stewards. Number two reminder is that we've got to remember the difference between a need and a want. And there's a lot of prosperity gospels being preached out there, a health and wealth that, that if you follow Jesus, everything is going to turn around financially and all of that. There's only two, three things total that, that I see that Jesus promises us physically. And uh, this is repeated over and over, like in Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 through 34. Remember how he says, do not worry about what you will eat, about what you will Drink and what you will wear. He says, do you not know that your father knows that you need all of these things? 
says God knows that you need them and he will provide them just as he provides for the birds, just as he provides the flowers, he will. That's not might. That's not that's not a chance. That's a promise that God will provide what you eat, what you drink, and what you wear. Those are promises. Matthew chapter 25. Remember at the judgment day, he's they're like, "Lord, when did we see you hungry?" and thirsty, and naked, and in jail, or sick. Well, what are the needs there, like physical needs? What is he bringing up? Hungry, thirsty, and naked. Those, that, that, that's what was brought up, right? And then the next one is uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6. Uh, if you guys are right there in your Bibles, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 11, he, Paul is telling Timothy, he says, if we have food, and clothing, we are to be content. I'm good enough. Like, if you have food and clothing, you are to be content. But that's hard for us to remember, right? That's hard for us to remember because of what everybody else has. James chapter 2, verse 15 through 16, it says, If our brethren are without clothing... And in need of food, says, give them what is necessary for their body. Do you see how it says necessary? These are needs. These are requirements. But beyond that, unless you guys can look it up for me and do a little research, I see nothing else that God promises us. Some people are like, well, what about housing? I thought about that, and you know, as I was going through it, it said, if they are without a place to live, you invite them into your house. But God doesn't promise us a place to live. Remember Jesus? He said, I don't even have a place for, to lay my head, right? He was out there sleeping under the stars. So God does not promise you an apartment. He doesn't promise you a house. That's not a promise of his. That's ultimately a comfort. And so if we look at that, food, water, clothing is what God has promised us. And we have to keep that in mind. So everything else beyond that is a comfort. It makes it comfortable. It's a luxury. So much of our life is a luxury. It's just comfortable. Could I sleep on the floor? Yes, but it's more comfortable to sleep on the bed. But could I still sleep on the floor? Yes, those that grew up in a hogan, you know, you got the, the dirt floor and sleep on a sheepskin, right? I mean, just sleep on the ground. Can it be done? Yes. So everything else is a comfort, and we have to reprogram our minds in that way. Now, I want us to look back at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5 that was just read, and the word there says there were, there were four things, lovers of self. Lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, not lovers of God. That word for love is, comes from the word phileo. And there, remember, you have agape love, phileo love, storge love, eros, erotic type love. Those are the different kinds of Greek words that, that are brought up. Well, this one is the phileo, which is brotherly love. It means to, have, to, to be warm and affectionate 
to be friendly, to be generous towards. Was that guy generous towards his secretary? Do you think he had a warm affection? Like, was he showing her more love? Even if he wasn't romantically involved with her, he was showing her more affection, more thought, right? Acts of kindness, fond emotions. You see, that is this phileo love. And, and for guys, we don't think about it, but, but when, we, when we say, man, I love you, bro, that's this kind of love. This is, this is that friends and, and, and just, man, I, I just love being around those guys. You know, I, I'd go to war with those guys. That's this phileo type love. And Paul is telling these Christians and Timothy, he says that they will be lovers of self. They have a fond affection for self and everything that we do for self. Lovers of money. I think about them, concerned about money. Lovers of pleasure. Man, I'm thinking about it. I want it. Not lovers of God. That's this. There's a big list of sins here, but I wanted us to just think about these. This is the part that might get a little uncomfortable as it was for me. I'm not picking on any particular person. I tried to think of every different kind of situation, and I left stuff out, then fill in the blanks. These are averages. It may not all apply to you. Some of it may be more. Some of it may be less, but I tried to look up averages. So bear with me as we look through this on common comforts and non-essentials. Number one. Coffee, caffeine drinks, the average person spends $92 a month on coffee, you know, teas, something, Coke, uh, you know, monster drinks, that kind of stuff. About the average is $92 a month eating out. Um, now, I know that, that there's different kinds of eating out, but I tried to make it smaller. The average is really closer to some people is, is closer to almost uh, uh, three to four hundred dollars. But I'm talking about, you know, when we just at, at lunch, you know, like I could have brought my lunch, but everybody else is going out to eat. So I just kind of go out to eat um, or I didn't have to go out. But man, just didn't feel like cooking. We're just going to go out. These are comforts. It's not an essential time. So, again, balance that out. And I know different people is different amount, but 250 a month. Snacks, sodas, even waters. A dollar for a bottle of water, whereas if I would have just got it at, you know, Sam's Club or just bought a whole big thing of water, they, they would have cost cents, right? Um, but spending a dollar, dollar fifty on water, vending machines, People are like, oh, I'm just going to grab a Snicker bar for a buck. You know, it doesn't seem like much, but the average, when we're doing that consistently, just stop by Circle K, just grab a little this, little that, 30 bucks a month. Treats like specialty drinks, ice cream, donuts, you know, those can easily run up to $5 a pop. Every time we go, it's like $5, and they're just treats. We're just like, oh, I'll just get this, I'll just get that, right? And so those are just average things on comforts, non-essentials. 
What about uh, beautification? Uh, I didn't know how else to put this in here, but um, hair coloring. And yes, guys are putting hair coloring as well, um, trying to make their, their, their hair darker or uh, different things like that. But $50 a month, if guys do it, uh, $50 a month is average. Females, $80 a month. And they're like, well, I don't do it every month. But yeah, if it's 300 bucks and it's averaged out, so it could average out to be about 80. Manny's and Petty's, $30 a month. Makeup, creams, smell goods, perfumes, colognes, uh, whatever. You name all these kind of things. Hair gel, hair, hair cream, um, $115 a month. Skin coloring, tanning. Some people do that. Tattoos, $250 each. Uh, going to a spa or a gym, uh, $20 a month on average, right? Again, could I, you're saying, well, Jim, is that a comfort? I mean, I'm supposed to be healthy, aren't I? Yes, but could I work out at home instead, right? And so, again, these are all just, just trying to get a feel of what is actually essential and what does God promise us versus what are things that we add to our budget that we spend money on that just because everybody else does it and it's so common that at the end of the month, we're looking and saying, I just don't have much money, right? And it's just, if we were to look at these things, um, what about common comforts like uh, entertainment, streaming? Like sometimes people are streaming music. We have a monthly amount on maybe Apple Music, which is $10 a month. Uh, streaming Netflix, $10 a month. Streaming Disney Plus, $10 a month. You know, some people are uh, streaming other things that, that uh, video games and, and they have uh, those as well. $30, $30 a month could be easy on streaming uh, for, for some people. What about cable or dish? $50 a month on average. What about internet on our phone? Now, I'm not, I, I, didn't, I didn't include at home. I'm just saying internet on your phone. Is that essential? Now, some of us that have jobs and we're like, yes, that's essential for my job, but could I just use internet at home? Do I have to have internet? You know, could I still use a flip phone just to make sure I get, you know, calls and stuff like that? Is that, is that okay, you know? Um, do I need to spend that extra $50 a month on, on internet and phone on average? It could be higher, could be lower. And what about unlimited data? Do I have to have unlimited data or could, it, could I limit myself and, and kind of watch on some of those things? What about other special events like concerts and going out to the movie and amusement parks and rodeos and the fair, going to ball games? You know, just going to a high school game, I was like 10 bucks on some of these things. You know, we're like, if I was to go to these games every time, it just adds up. You know, it just starts to add up that I don't think about um, and then one-time purchases for entertainment. What about headphones and earbuds and buying video games or buying movies or buying, uh, I don't know if people still buy CDs, but <clears throat> buying a console, uh, speakers, a TV, buying books, buying magazines, on and on. How much, if we were just to go back through our budgets and say, how much do I spend on entertainment? All comforts. Would you agree? Nothing required, right? Nothing required. Now, here's one that, that uh, again, like me, this was 
sports. Man, our kids are in club sports and, and all kinds of things. And if you're buying shoes and if you're buying club fees and if you're traveling, like my wife and all three girls are in Kansas City this weekend. You know, it's like all of those things are very expensive. But you could add martial arts, dance, gymnastics, singing, musical instrument lessons, drama, acting, chess, band, um, art. The average is $165 a month average now it could be higher could be lower but that's that's just average what about other hobbies what about hunting and fishing traveling off-roading scrapbooking collecting golfing biking and other toys if i was just to add up all of those things how much is that so i tried to include all of these things and for some of us, and, and we don't share all of this, but that's not even including what we spend on addictions. How much is spent on alcohol, drugs, vape, cigarettes, chew, gambling, the lotto, pornography. If I was to add that, those things in, how much am I spending? See, these are, these are all areas, guys, that we have to be paying attention to because here's the thing, I called it play money. How much do I spend with play money? All of those things are play money. And I could include a whole bunch of other things. But if I spent $400 a month, surely we could, between eating out and streaming and, and movies and some of those things, we could probably, the majority, I'm not hitting everybody, but the majority of us probably could hit right around $400 a month. That would be about $4,800 a year, $48,000 over 10 years. What about $600? Some of us are upward closer to $600 on play money. That would be $7,000 a year and over $72,000 over 10 years. I can't buy a house. It's too expensive. What if I had $72,000? Do you think I could now put a down payment on a, on a house? You know, That's something that we don't think about. But what about $800 a month? That's $9,600 a year, $96,000 over 10 years on comforts. Nothing that God has ever promised us. None of that is promised. These are all just above and beyond because we live in America and because we live in this time period. America hasn't always been like this, but, but because we live at this time period, we're blessed. I mean, shoot, there's, there's people on food stamps that when you see how much they're getting, I'm like, whoa, man, I need to get some of that. You know, they're, they're able to get more than, than, than some, of, some of the things that I'm looking at, right? So even if we were on welfare in some of these cases, I'm not talking all of them, please, but there are cases that even if we were on welfare in this country, we are doing far better than people, majority of the people around the world. Because even people on welfare are, are a lot of times getting internet and streaming Netflix and, you know, eating out here and there and grabbing my little coffee here and there. We live in a time of abundance. How much do I contribute for the kingdom? Again, I'm just, don't know what you guys give. I don't, I don't take care of the money. I don't. I don't do it, but just, just trying to give some scenarios. What if you gave $10 a week? That's $45 a month, $500 a year. 
If you give $50 a week, you're like, man, it's $216 a month, $2,600 a year. If I give $100 a week, I'm like, man, I'm doing good. That's $400 a month, $5,200 a year. Some of you give less, some of you guys give more, but just you can play out the numbers after that. I want you to think about this scenario. There was this husband that was trying to figure out, he doesn't understand why his relationship with his wife is struggling. There was a Christian who didn't understand why his relationship with his Lord Jesus was struggling. Which one? You say, Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus. That's who I, he's my Lord. He's the one I really want to follow. But an observer stepping back and saying, hmm, when it came down to the secretary, we're like, he's a fool. We're looking back at that guy and we're thinking, why would he do such a thing? But yet when it comes to our Lord, and I didn't bring up some of the other things, these are just comforts. I try not to squeeze us too tight on our budgets. What are we showing? Because money is one indicator to what you love. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Matthew chapter 6. Our Lord Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Take Time to take the inventory. Go through your budget. Go through it step by step and say, what am I actually spending my money on? How am I using it? Evaluate what you're giving to God. Evaluate what God has given to you. And how am I using it? Am I a faithful steward? All of it is his. All of it. And he's saying, how are you using my money? I'll give you all of my money and you take care of it. And we're like, here you go, God. But that's kind of stretching it. This is my money. Do you see? See how that looks if we really like stop and evaluate it. Like if we just take time to sort of, like as I was, just really trying to think about my budget and really trying to think about the words. And, and, and I'm like, oh, you know, you're going through this. And, man, it's, it's eye-opening, you know. And, and who do I love, really? Second, Second Timothy 4.9, we're right there in Second Timothy. But Paul talks about a guy that was, man, working with Paul, helping do mission work with Paul, a guy by the name of Demas. And by 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 9, Paul says, Demas has deserted me for what? The love of this present world. You see, when we, 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 we eventually what's going to happen to that secretary and that guy, right? Eventually, you're going to desert the one for the other because your, your money is already indicating where your love is at. Same way with our budget, our money is indicating where our love is really at. When we look here, 
in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it gave a whole list of sins. Like just don't be like these people. And man, as I looked at this, it says they will be lovers of self. Think about all of those expenses. They're mostly for self. Lovers of money that may, may not have brought up just because these were comforts. I'm not like working all the time. I didn't bring up that. Lovers of pleasure. It's pleasurable. Tastes better. You know what? It just tastes better to eat out at Chipotle than to bring my peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I would have brought. You know what I mean? It's just than my ham sandwich that I'd have brought. It just is better. It's more convenient. You know, that, that coffee, instead of making my own coffee at home for a couple of cents, you know, I buy it. You know, all of these things, lovers of pleasure. And it says they will not be lovers of God. That's something that, that I pray that this lesson is to try to stimulate us, to try to encourage us, to try to, to get us to realize that we are demonstrating, we are acting out our faith. And money is one of those indicators of what we really love. All of these lessons, stewardship of our time, our money, our energy, our friends, our opportunities, all of it, it's all God's. And so what these lessons are designed to do is to really try to, to bring it back into focus. And, you know, so my, so my challenge to us, like I already put on here, I would ask that you would go home, really look at your bills, look at what am I spending why am I spending it? And then evaluate and put it side by side to what am I giving to God? And if there are some things that I need to repent of, let's do that today. Let's not, let's not wait. Let's not say, well, I'll change that when I make more money. Then I'll, then I'll do a better job of that. If you're faithful with little, you'll be faithful with much. If you're unfaithful with little, you'll be unfaithful with much. We have to get this right now, right? We've got to be working on this now. And so I hope that this has been something to challenge us and to get us back to focusing on the kingdom and what I really love. The greatest command, Jesus says, is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. If we do this, if we really focus on changing this, do you think our, just here at Salt River, do you think what we do with our money could actually make that big of a difference in eternity? Think about $96,000 over 10 years. Think that could make a difference in the kingdom? rather than on self and pleasures. Something for us to think about, amen? We have a song ready, and uh, if there's somebody that is not a Christian and has been studying and knows that they need to repent, they need to make their lives right, that they need to uh, confess Jesus as Lord, my King, and I'm ready to give my life up for Him, then He says that you must be baptized into Him. 
washed of your sins and resurrected to a new life where he is my master and my king. If you need to do that or if you are a Christian and you need to make things right with God, let's do it right now as together we stand and sing.